What is going on, team? First things first. Recordings in progress. First things first. Thank you for tuning in to several platforms. I'm taking my own advice today. Um, we're streaming live on the ECA Facebook group. I'm also recording this for the Fitness Business Life podcast. And fuck it, why not? Let's stick it up on YouTube as well so you can see our pretty faces. We're going global, baby. <laughs> for good measure, we're going global. <laughs> This lunatic shouting in the background is my guest today, uh, beautiful bastard Daniel Dargan. Daniel, say hello, my man. Well, say what is happening. Uh, I hope you're all having a banger of a morning and uh, you're ready to strap yourselves in. Well, it, if they're not, they will be after this year, I can guarantee it. <laughs> can guarantee Let's do it. it. Let's do it. Uh, Daniel, so for anyone that doesn't know you, Let's give them a wee bit of background first and foremost, right? So uh, you came through ECA Academy this time last year, was? Yeah. yeah, so I actually came out 15th of December, mate. I've been crying every night since, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, we didn't want you to leave. You didn't want to leave us. Usual story with just about every student comes through our doors. Um, so we had, a, we had an awesome six weeks there. We met some awesome people on the course. So many mm-hmm. awesome memories from... The course. Um, now, I actually remember talking to you before, and I think I said this to you because you had uh, quite a, an inspiring story before you came. Yeah. On the course. Um, and I remember distinctly having this conversation, and I want to bring the audience back to that as well, right now. But before we get to that, I want to even backtrack further again. Mm. Tell the the viewers, tell the audience where you grew up. Um, a, a brief introduction into your childhood, what that was like, and then mm-hmm. we'll take it from there. Okay. Uh, so me, I grew up in Temple Patrick. Anyone doesn't know, it's about 15 minutes outside of Belfast. Unbelievable childhood. Uh, genuinely, like, very, very grateful, very lucky to have, like, the most incredible parents and uh, two brothers who, like, again, just never had any issues growing up. Uh, Mum and dad, very, very hardworking, incredible role models and uh, always people that I looked up to as a, as a kid and today. So uh, always told me that I could do anything. So uh, very, very lucky um, in that regard. And through school, always excelled when it came to sport, when it came to academics, and then maybe came to A-levels, started partying, uh, started going out more, uh, took a wee bit of a backseat, didn't do as well as I would have liked to in my A-levels. Uh, I, I felt like I was an intelligent individual. I just, it would, it, I was on a, a live the other day and I was saying, when my mum used to leave for the mornings during study leave, I would go down and get a few Copperbergs and sit in the sun with the music blasting. So, uh, yeah, that doesn't, no, that didn't translate well in the A-level results. But anyway, so that was maybe a bit of a first knockback and uh, it got to the stage where I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Uh, I, started uh, flying lessons uh, my neighbor he was a pilot and I got this in my head that that's okay that's what I was gonna do and I've I just found myself going through going down that line going down that path and fast forward a year after leaving school I worked in top show for a year done a bit of traveling and then I started flight school in Dublin okay so training to be an airline pilot and the the idea of it was incredible and uh, everyone I'm sure as you can imagine just blowing smoke up your ass and uh, again, after having a bit of a setback, I thought it was incredible. I loved it. And uh, in hindsight, it's fine for me to say that. Like, I just love the validation of that. Uh, that's what I love that at the time. And uh, I love the idea of it. 
Anyway, so got stuck in there. Uh, it was absolutely extremely, like very, very intense uh, studying like all day, every day. And uh, I learned a lot down there. Uh, I learned what hard work actually is. Uh, so very grateful for that. But uh, I got to the stage where I was probably burning the candle both ends, partying, drinking, some other things as well. And uh, yeah, I think I got to the stage where I started to burn myself out. Uh, it also got to the stage where I realized that wasn't what I wanted to do. Uh, I felt like I was choosing security over fulfillment, a job that I knew would have been secured me a future. It was seen as a traditional stable job. And uh, that was you locked in, friends, family, everyone thought it was fantastic. And uh, quite quickly, I started to get into my own head. I started to have these thoughts that it's maybe what I don't want to do. And as you can imagine, with everyone always talking to you about this, oh, how's flying, how's flight school? I felt like I couldn't, I felt like I was, I, I, I couldn't voice those thoughts and feelings. So. One, one thing led to the next, it got worse and worse and worse. The partying, the studying, the drinking, everything like that. Uh, it was a whole host of uh, a stressful concoction, shall we say. Led to depression, got to the stage where I hadn't spoke to anyone. And bear in mind, I was still going about my day-to-day, -day, still buzzing, still helping other people. And uh, just just masked, masked it. Got to the stage where I ended up trying to take my life. Uh, it was November, 26th of November, 2019. And... That was a dark day. That was a very dark day. What? So, leading was there? Was there certain things that happened like leading up to this year, or well, did you speak to anyone about this year? Were no. there other people? So there was no one that you could communicate with, uh, as in like in terms of the problems that you were experiencing. Uh, it. I have a question here, right? So, did you actually fly planes? Uh, whenever you were training so it wasn't all like yeah did you actually no every every yeah everyone always asks this and like i suppose it's a normal question they ask but yeah like again i remember my first ever uh solo flight so it was uh called western airfield and we're, it was done in dublin and uh i'll never forget my first ever solo flight so it was a friday afternoon five o'clock it was one of those days it was like 21 22 degrees and i got i was the last flight of the day and you can picture me bottom of the runway on my own cleared for takeoff and uh, I just remember looking around and we were like yeah this is it what, what, so, what, so what kind of plane was this here was this like a one of those little no, ones or was yeah it oh like, no so yes yeah, so this is just a Cessna this is a four-seater okay so this right. is obviously the aircraft that you start training on and then you move on to um you move on to a big a larger aircraft and then obviously you get you eventually do your type rating uh so it's like say for example you were getting your cert to drive a lorry something like that okay so after you've got your airline transport pilot's license you then do your type rating on sp on specific aircraft and the airline would usually put you through those okay um so yeah i was training i was just solely flying on those small four seaters okay but it was incredible like extremely euphoric taking off being in the sky knowing that like i was fully in control and uh yeah probably a bit of a part um a control freak but i like i, I, lo I love that well well this is the uh, i mean this is like complete both ends of the spectrum like i mean if you ever need contrast this is it on one end of the scale you're sky high literally literally yeah <laughs> but on the opposite end of the scale you know on the ground you're struggling with depression um mm. and you're struggling with it all which is like is that common with pilots or, or was that just was that particular to you so it's, it's a massive taboo in the industry. And uh, we actually had a, a pilot from Aer Lingus come in and speak to us about it. Because put it this way, right? So you're a passenger. 
And before you were boarding the flight, if you got wind, imagine just hypothetically, if you got wind, the, the pilot was struggling with their mental health, anxiety, depression, that wouldn't really settle you for the flight, would it? No. Definitely not. So how would that uh, how would that be perceived from an airline's perspective, from an employer's perspective? So put it this way, I was juggling between, right, I, I, I either don't speak up and potentially that can take my life or I speak up get medication and the career's gone. So I was fighting between either speaking up and completely losing the career or trying to battle through it on my own. And it was like, I can't speak to anyone about this because if I do, then I didn't really want to speak to anyone about the flight school because if I do, then I'm going to lose everything. So it was a very, very difficult position for me to be in. And uh, yeah, I did have people to speak to. I did have people to turn to in my family. Like uh, they would be fantastic in that, that like, it's always like we always open for conversation and if you had to ask me what uh, one of my biggest flaws would be and i actually had a conversation about this with my mom this morning um one of my biggest flaws would definitely be the inability to speak up as soon as you're actually feeling something um uh, because i would usually try to deal with things on my own i like to navigate my own thoughts and uh i like to always feel right okay i can get out of this on my own but that definitely didn't pay off down uh, beforehand it's different now because i'm a much more resilient individual and I'm, I'm much more rational but back then it was an issue so obviously uh after that event it was made very public because i went missing so to speak and you know what happens all over the facebook page and the police and sharing it and so but under my, uh, under my eyes only my family knew so i came out of this the next day i woke up in the hospital i was still alive thank god i was obviously it was not my forte um so i woke up in the hospital the next morning it was another lease. It was another lease of life. But then I realized it was the public embarrassment, the public shame from it. Um, but anyway, I had a coach at the time, Ben Heron. Shout out, Ben. I spoke about him so, so often. And uh, Ben was Ben was the first person to really instill belief. So Ben's an online coach and he was uh, the first person to instill belief in me after this event. And Ben cleared his schedule. I'll never forget it to the day I died. He cleared his schedule for me. Very busy guy. Uh, I went down to Jim Co. We spent hours just chatting together. And uh, he was the first person that, said like listen you are you're you're here like you're an incredible individual but bro i have so like my sights are up here for you and uh what we done i stopped drinking okay i didn't drink for like nine ten months i completely delved into the whole personal development world uh reading implementing and training hard done a photo shoot lost like 12 kg maybe and uh yeah it, it gave me it was the first time after that event that I felt like I had control of my emotions and my body. And after that, there's something flipping the switch there. And uh, firstly realized that someone else, a coach could have a huge impact and turn someone's life around. And that really inspired me. That really inspired me. And it's like someone had, there was a higher purpose. And instead of someone going home from a job and coming home and hating it, like that, that changed my life forever at, at what point was there a point where you realized then that um fitness was actually going to be the thing that you wanted to do to change people's lives or did this just happen organically did ben say something to you never like what never 
so that's it that even through the photo shoot even through everything like i always would have been very inquisitive like how do we do how ben would have done this and how ben would have done that but like just because i was curious and i think it's a good lesson for anyone be curious regardless of what it is because you can always take things even if it's not your industry um never had any idea but it got the basically it got through we went in the lockdown okay and i was sitting on my hole i ended up doing a job for ee doing sales for ee and uh, i was like this this in it this like i'm built for more this is not me and uh, like getting shit from people down the phone uh because their contract like it was just not i was like no something needs to happen so quit that job i was like fuck this spoke to mom and dad and i was like right what is what is one thing i'm passionate about here obviously mental health right because i came from like the worst place scraping the barrel mental health wise and got this stage where i was much better Secondly, I love people. I love communicating. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a people person. Uh, I thrive from that and helping other individuals. Uh, and then secondly, a uh, 30, sorry, obviously I love the gym. I love training. And uh, I always would have, like, again, if there was younger guys in the gym, I always would have helped them. And people would ask me for advice. Oh, how did you get into that kind of shape? How did you do this? And I found myself doing that naturally. And I was like, holy shit. It was a light bulb moment. I actually called my best mate first. I was like, yo, 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 I know what it is. I know what it is I'm doing, I need to do. And it sounds really cliche and like, like you said in, in the movies, but I literally called him. I was like, bro, this is it. And uh, I got on the phone, Ben Heron. I was like, mate, where do I do this course? Put me, uh, he pointed me in your direction. I called you, we had a chat. And uh, I remember at the end of the call, I was like, right, well, like, is, or maybe during the call, I was like, right, well, is there an interview process or what happens? You're like, mate, you've just done it. And uh, we got started ASAP. And I remember, so I had, I made a bit of money through, that summer and the course was in October and I think I maybe I maybe had like four grand in my account right four or five grand nothing crazy the course that cleared half of it right gone <laughs> <Death>. <laughs> we took half of that off you yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just fuck it. I was, yeah sold the soul I was like right half of that Ben Heron um again because like again I'd stopped with him for a while um and then I signed up with him again I said two grand his way and so I was left when I started that course I was skint and I'll never I'll never forget that when it came to December before I'd taken deposits I had eight pound in my account and I had to ask mum for lunch money for lunch at 21 years of age and that was a, that was a low moment but it was really humbling moment and I'm so glad that I had that experience and like if you could make it work on eight quid or you know well, I mean, contrast those low moments on on one, on, like, a, you know, the previous low moment was one where you were like, I'm going to take my life. Yeah. The second low moment was one where you're like, I'm grateful to be in this position. If I can do this with the quid, I can do anything. Yeah. And I think a lot of it comes from how you frame it as well. Uh, like, again, you could either say, oh, I'm in absolutely in the pits. I've got eight quid in my account. Uh, everything's going to shit. Or it got the stage where I was like, right, okay, something needs to be done here. Let's get it. Like, that's why I went so heavy on the uh, on the Instagram side of things. And I was like, right, I need to get people in the door here. I was like, this is because the beautiful thing about anyone that's listening again, they're starting that journey. The beautiful thing is it is your responsibility and it is in your hands, your income, your freedom, your impact. And some people see that as a negative, but it's a beautiful thing because it means you have full control of that. And if you want to make X amount of money, you can, it, it depends on the input. So at eight pounds, I knew I was like, this time next year. Well, well, you, you, you said this earlier, right? So you're like, when I'm flying in the sky, 
I've got yeah. control. And then you're like, when I'm a fitness entrepreneur, I've got total control. Right? Yeah, I like that. I like the troll, not compart. Yeah. Do you say that I'm a control freak? I always say I'm control king. Yeah, okay, I like that. I yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm a I like king, that. Which is yeah, which is quality. It says a lot about your personality, brother. <laughs> says a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that, that's uh and you did, you took action from you were on the course, which I love. Yeah. You know, I always say to people, uh, an indicator of how successful you'll be is how quickly you execute on the information you get. Speed wins. Uh, yeah, speed wins. And I do remember you going straight away, okay, what's this here? Let me do a video about this. What's this here? Let me do a video about this here. And it was just, and I knew then I was like, this lad is going to smash it. He's going to kill yeah. it. Yeah, I think it's really important uh, that you need to be quick off the blocks. Like I'm sure there's people here listening, that either that, they're maybe doing their course now or whatever that may be. And I always say, because I've, I've known, I've, I've sent a few people your direction because of obviously the experience I had. And I said, listen, please, please do not wait until you come out uh, and start putting it out there and be like, hey, I've got my qualification, come and work with me. Because that's not, it's not going to happen unless, like, first, I think you, like, you need credibility, firstly. And what I'd actually done before I'd started the course, I, I reached out to a friend and I said, look, listen, I'm going to train you for free online. He lived in Durham. And I was like, bro, I'm, I'm going to train you for free. It was only like six weeks. It wasn't anything groundbreaking, the result he had, but it was something. It was a wee bit of credibility. We had a testimonial. Uh, so it means, right, okay, I, before I finished the course, I think we 10 to 15 people starting uh, in January. And that was encouraging, you know, because there was no pressure or there was like, oh, because I, I think when you're under serious amounts of pressure, financially, I think you can be led to make uh, irrational decisions. I was like, right, okay, I want to make sure I'm, I'm in full control here and we have people for starting January. Eight quid isn't going to cut it in February. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. You just threw yourself in at the deep end. Nothing drives learning like pain necessity. So there was necessity. So it was like, this has got to, it's got to be done. It's got to be done. Unreal. Um, so uh, like I said earlier, you know, we had an awesome time on the course. But now post-course, dude, like uh, I think, you know, looking at your Instagram recently, it's probably grown by like 80,000 people in yeah. the year, which is fucking crazy. Uh, and I'm sure people are sitting there going, it's all right for you, Daniel. It's sorry for you, you good-looking bastard. You have it all easy. Uh, generally, no, no. Um, so I have two questions on that. Really, how long? Sorry. How long did it take you before you realized that uh, your social media was getting a lot of traction? Um, and and you know what was? Did did you you were like, oh fuck, this thing is actually really working? Because again, what I say to people all the time is one of the worst mistakes you can make as a fitness entrepreneur is to find out what's working and then stop doing it. So yeah. was, there, was there a point where you were like, holy shit, this thing has exploded? Like, did you wake up one morning and there was like 20,000 uh, stupid comments on a, on a post or some shit? Yeah, like so what was yeah, not to get, that's a very good question. Uh, so firstly, I actually looked at my analytics this morning because I check it because it's very important. It's feedback, it's data. Um, I would I would check them every week to two weeks, uh, see what's working, what posts are performing well, etc. And it's actually went up seventy thousand in the past. It's eighty days. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's went now. So I started posting right when when I left ECA. 
I started posting the odd video here and there, okay? Uh, I was putting out mostly like copy posts, so a picture and then writing beneath that, okay? But it gets, we're in 2022, coming to 23, you know the attention span people have. It's not, it's not great. And you can either, we can either whinge about it or we could do something about it. So I was like, right, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm gonna kick with the wind here. So started making videos inconsistently, maybe one a week, two a week. And then one of the videos, it got like 10,000 views and I was like, shit right okay and it was a video of me talking about my journey my experience and uh, we touching on mindset and i was like shit right okay that works uh so i just done it again and it worked and i was like shit okay right and then uh, again continually posting videos uh expecting for things to go viral like you're, it's not gonna happen you need to look at what is working and you need to double down on that and you need to see what's not working and not take that as a hit. Don't don't let that affect your ego. It's data as to what is not working and how you can improve, okay? So when someone has a bad day nutrition-wise, that is not a huge mistake to make. That is just one less mistake they'll make down the line. So always think about that. Because And a really good way to frame it, guys, if you are listening and putting out videos, I want you to think about this, right? If you're putting out a video to either give value or you make someone feel an emotion, if one person is positive reflected by that video, it's a win, okay? So that should always be your thought process because so that, that means it never, you never have this high expectation that video needs to bang, okay? Um, but back to the question, uh, I was posting from this January, okay? And then I started posting more videos in maybe March, April time. Uh, and then I went from maybe two 2,000 followers to maybe three and a half thousand. Uh, yeah, and I was sitting in June with maybe three and a half thousand followers, and I was like, right, okay. I started a business mentor, and uh, Tony McAlevey, um, sure you yeah, know Tony, Tony the goat. So Tony's obviously heavy content wise, right? And I just looked up, looked up, and I was like, right, who is fucking crushing it in this scene? Okay, uh, who is crushing business scene and social media? And I knew he was gonna be great in that as well. And I know a lot of people think they're like, oh, you don't want to be an influencer. It's nothing about that. 100%. You don't need followers to grow a business. You really don't. You can, like, Tony, for example, is it, what is it? Yeah. Tony, for example, had 1,800 followers and he was fully booked. Okay. So it's a very good, do you know what I mean? It's how engaged your following actually is. But also, who's more likely to get the sale? The man that knocks on 100 doors or one door, you know? So uh, that's what I want you to think about. And you said one thing to me, which stuck out like a sore thumb and I've implemented it day in, day out. Very simple, but nobody is going to buy from a ghost. If you're listening to this and you're wanting to be an online coach, you want to be a coach, whatever that is, if you're not approaching prospects on the gym floor, if you're not putting out content so people can see your face and your message and how you can help them, you are going to be very disappointed when you look at the bank account or when you look at uh, the impact that you're having in a year's time. Um, and it, it's, you know what it is. It's not, maybe it's, that's just the way it is. That, that, that's it. Like it's your responsibility and that's a beautiful thing. What, what do you think? Uh, I, so I have my thoughts around this here, Daniel, and yeah, I'm almost sure, you know, I would go on and have a nosy at all of our past students accounts and everything else and just kind of see what they're doing. Um, and I know you, Get a, uh, as much love you get on your posts. You also, I get a lot of hate. You get a lot of you get a lot of hate. In fact, a lot. you actually got yourself cancelled uh, at at one time <laughs> or another. Was, sure. Yeah, I was. I was. I was good. So, 
Uh, do you think that it's mostly people fear rejection and even going beyond rejection? They fear uh, people, you know, saying something, trying to hurt them, mm-hmm. um, trying to, you know, give them some sort of verbal abuse or whatever it is. Do you think it's that or do you think it's their own internal fear of success? Uh, a bit of both. Uh, a bit of both, but I think you really need to detach your ego from it because, uh, again, whether you fear a hate comment because that's going to hurt your ego, whether that's going to um, have an impact on it, I, I'm not terribly sure. It's, it's different from person to person, but for me, when it comes to the hate comments, uh, firstly, it's good for engagement. So if someone's commenting hate, I would say to them, someone asked me, how do you deal with hate the other day? I was like, please keep them coming because uh, it's fantastic engagement. But secondly... Um, you're only here you get one crack at this you get one crack at life and if you're going to hold back for fear of judgment of other people that you don't know or care about then you're going to be disappointed when you get to 40 50 or 60 and know that you haven't lived the life that you wish you did uh so that's what i that's what i would say on that uh it could be could be fear of lack of success and um i think sometimes to be honest people hide behind i don't want to get hate because they don't want to put the work in for it. Maybe that's me being a prick saying that, but I don't know. I think it's an easy cop-out because yeah. I, don't want, I don't want people to, to look at my Instagram and think, oh, that's fine for you to say. I was shit myself putting videos out. I jumped on the camera and had literally, like my mouth was like a washing machine. I hated it. I had, before I started say I hadn't posted an Instagram in two years after that, that whole suicide. Um, I hadn't posted because I, I did not, I wanted to be underground. It didn't want to be yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah gotcha. So... So that that's re- that's really important. You so recently there, and I thought this was fucked up to be fair. So recently you you were going to do an event, and as far as I'm aware, it was a few hundred people. Two hundred, yeah. Was a couple of hundred people were due to attend, and it ended up getting cancelled on you with the whole fucking cancel culture and everything now. And I'm I'm guessing it was largely to do with your social media content, was it? Yeah. So I was approached by someone on behalf of Ulster University, okay? And he said, listen, I love your stuff. Uh, we'd, uh, we'd love for you to do a talk at the Mental Health Day, November, something like that, okay? I thought it was going to be me talking at an event, and they said, no, no, this is your event. So I was like, okay. shit. Okay, that came out of nowhere. Uh, so listen, I put out once on my social media. Um, they sent one email out, boom, it was sold out within 48 hours, 200 people, gone. And uh, I was like, 100% like this is this is exactly what we want because we can impact people on a much larger scale now and uh, over the coming weeks I started to get messages trickling through from from my contact and he'd said that there was complaints of misogyny uh, toxic masculinity and the best one was mil- military style punishment okay and I'm assuming they're referring to the bin not even though I'm held I'm not held if, I'm not held at my will to get into this bin uh, so yourself, military style, love it. Fucking hell. Yeah. If only they'd seen some of my events back in the day. Fuck. I know. If like that's what I'm saying. If people had seen what got on back in the day, but that that's what I'm saying. So uh, a couple a, a couple of weeks on, and uh, I got a phone call. Okay, and uh, someone apologized. Listen, we have to cancel your event. Boom, straight after that call, event done. That was it. Every single person got an, an email that the event was cancelled. People were messaging me after I got off the call. I had about twenty to thirty messages, being like, "Yo, what's going on here?" I had no explanation. That was it. And I didn't speak to anyone above. No one from above had contacted me. And uh, that was it. So 
I, I went on. I felt very strongly about it. I also was never going to slander because, again, I'm not an idiot. Uh, so I went on, made a respectful but very firm video and told the people that follow me why it was cancelled and basically spoke out against cancel culture. Uh, again, anyone that follows me knows that the video, the stuff that I put out, it's to help and help. It's help people inspire um, to be inspired and uh, make positive change. Misogyny, that's not my gig. I wouldn't have had a girlfriend if that was the case. My mum probably wouldn't love me if I hated women. And when it comes to toxic masculinity, um, again, whether that's people hiding behind the fact that they aren't taking action uh, is another thing. Um, I think it's really important to realize that whatever you're going through right now, it's not your it's not your fault, but it's your responsibility to change that. And that was, I think that, that mindset or that approach is one thing which really ruffled a lot of feathers. Uh, me saying that it's your responsibility to change it. Um, because I think I was under the influence before that if someone wasn't, if someone wasn't feeling great, Oh no, it's okay. It's fine. You're fine the way they are. And if someone told, if everyone was telling me that I was fine the way they are and I believed that I never would have got out of my own mess. Yeah. yeah. Ever got out of my own mess. So, uh, listen, it was, an involuntary PR stunt and probably one of the best. Uh, and again, it comes back to how you frame things. You could think this is a failure. People are going to be, it's embarrassing. People are going to be looking on it as if, oh, that's really, no, it's not. You're getting eyes on your page. You're getting people that love you and you're actually polarizing. And I want you to think about this if you're posting content as well. Um, people make like making polarizing comments because the people that hate you will comment on your shit and the people that love you will comment on your stuff, okay? And that's going to push it more. Now, I've never, I'm not one to be a hateful person. I don't put like put negativity out there, uh, but somehow that polarized without even me trying. Um, but event, listen, the event was canceled and uh, we have it in the works for the event in 2023. And uh, it's going to be bigger, better. We're going to bring so much energy. We're going to impact so many more people. And uh, yeah, we can't we can't get canceled from our own event. Um, so uh, what, what, what's your take on that? Uh... Well, I'm glad. Well, if we think about it as well, you didn't really have control over the first event. No. So I'm glad it got cancelled <laughs> because now you have control over your outcomes in, in your own event, which is what we like. We like to be a control king. So, yes. um, yeah, mate, I, I, I think uh, it's a no-brainer for you to do it, and I think it can help a lot of people. Uh, I think it's a natural progression for you as well. And I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to be there. I don't, I don't think I told you as well. So the university actually called me and apologized, the director. Right. Um, I don't know if I told you that. Uh, well, I was that, was, that, that was the, because I mean, anyone that knows you will just be like, that makes no sense whatsoever. Like that's, that's just stupid. Yeah. It was mad. It was their loss. Of hundred percent, but it was they apologized and said, "Look, listen." I said, "I was like, have you gone through my socials?" And said, "Yes." Uh, there's nothing of that sort, and uh, they were like, "Listen, we'd actually love to put on an event, but just off our premises." And I said, "Thank you, but no, thank you," and went on very respectful, played about it, had my hell high, uh, and that was it. So, um, yeah, listen, anyone putting stuff out there and they're scared about being cancelled, as long as you're not being a prick. Um, you're always going to face resistance upstream. So as you start to post more and more and you get more traction, you will get more and more hate. So uh, I think if you really want to grow your business and push marketing big time, uh, expect that that's going to come down the line, you know? Um, yeah, there's a condition of success. Yeah, 100%. 100 I couldn't agree more. Um, so what is the well, two, two questions? What's the plan? And aside from the event, which um, again, I said, is a, I, I think it's brilliant. 
what else have you got happening down the line? Okay, great question. So obviously, with regards to the event, like that's one thing I really want to tap in, into is public speaking. So the goal was, right, this is my vision from the start of the year, okay? Uh, right, starting this gym floor. I worked in the gym floor for about six months maybe, okay? And then transitioned online. That was obviously the goal by the end of the year. Uh, the goal was move fully online, pump socials out, grab a big, get as big of a platform as possible, okay? Uh, whether, again, that can lead me into public speaking. Uh, I would love to go uh, go around the UK and give mindset, uh, mindset seminars. And uh, yeah, like I could just imagine, like I've, I've been to seminars before and there's not much energy at them there. And I just love to really go in there with a shit ton of energy so people feel come out feeling like they've a rocket up their ass and things they can actually implement as well from that. Um, so that's what, I, that, that's what I foresee in that uh, realm. And then when it comes to the coaching side of things, um, conti we're continuing. Like, we're on target. this we're, We've been on target this year and really exceeded my expectation for where we could be at in a year. Um, that's something that's something I want to touch on as well and people's expectations. Um, but yeah, so I want to, like, forget the stage. We're fully maxed out, one-to-one -one online. Uh, and then, again, we're going to bring in a low ticket and uh yeah i just want to continue impacting as many people as possible whilst obviously living a life that i love uh you know um so that's that's really important to me like i now have the freedom i now have the flexibility i can do i, I work where i want when i want and uh yeah it's it's great like i'm pushing hard and people i think people see online coaching is like oh yeah it gets a bit of a dos i work now more way more than i did when i was in person way more yeah but at the same stage you like we're in a building phase and I'm sure you could agree, Lenny, that to get anywhere, to get any level of success, and I remember hearing your story, and like it inspired me so much from the old gym, and you need some level of imbalance. There yeah. has to be a level of imbalance that you're willing to go through the mud. And I think in today's day and age, the whole Instagram era and the, the whole mental health job, mental health uh, scene, it's you need balance in everything. You, if you want, if you genuinely want equilibrium in your life in every single aspect, every day of the week, you will never get anywhere. That is my honest opinion. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more, mate. I, I, I don't think it's possible. Um, I think you can have harmony. But, yeah. Uh, I don't think there can be balance uh, ever because if you're not, uh, you know, where attention goes, energy flows. If your attention is fucking... I don't know, you want to be partying or you want to be yeah, about watching films, do what it, I mean, good luck to you, but just don't expect your business to grow. It's like, uh, anyone listening here, it's like uh, trying to lose weight, getting that calorie deficit, you know. Um, yeah. Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. So again, I would, like think about that, that again, to have a different outcome, you need, there needs to be an imbalance on yeah. some yeah. On, in some on some uh, level so uh, it, has, it has to lean towards production the, the ratio of production versus consumption has to be way greater oh it's and you, it's very i think it's very easy to get caught up in that uh so be careful of who you're following as well uh that's a big one uh and do you find yourself like a lot of people i'm sure listen to this and they find themselves consuming uh and i think the biggest thing for me which helped me grow socials was right very little consuming Mm. and it needs to be your your pumping out content and when it comes to the making content which is even one tip that i use and, and like a strategy i would use uh, i talk to people about posting every day and say oh, i don't know what ideas to have i i, I forget someday you need to have a system in place 
you need to have a system in place. And the way I work it is Monday to Friday, I have three tactical scrolls, a Monday, a Wednesday, and a Friday. And over the weekend, um, I would there would be ideas getting on there, even if it's a word, even if it's a quote, even if it's a podcast, I'm always in the podcast. I would take at least one idea and it would be done. So by Sunday, I would have really one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There would be seven titles. On the Sunday afternoon, I would write out a script. And on the Monday, I would film half. On the Wednesday, I would film half. Now, obviously, if I'm like, it depends. It depends what the video is. But again, that would be the idea. Always try and be a day ahead, okay? Because the last thing... I love that tactical yeah. You need that because sometimes, like, again, if you're gonna if you're, if you're putting out a lot of content, you do need inspiration uh, as well. Like talk about your struggles, how you can help people, and but at the same time, inspiration is important. Uh, but don't get caught in consuming. Nice. Um, if uh, someone was sitting there now, uh, maybe starting out on their, maybe thinking about starting out in the fitness industry. Well, I, t- I tell you what, let, let's uh, let's backtrack it slightly. Let's go even further back. If someone's sitting uh, in a job or if they're in a career currently, which is causing them similar issues to what you had at the start um, uh, in terms of depression and everything else, what would your message be to that person? And then take it one step further as well. If someone is considering moving in the same direction you did, what would your message be to that person? Okay, great question. So firstly, what I would do is ask yourself, um, in five years time, if nothing changes, will you be in the same position? Will your position, will your situation be better or worse than it is now? So ask yourself that firstly, okay? Uh, Because usually these things get worse with time. If you're having a thought or a feeling uh, and you don't address it, it'll continue to fester. And what it'll actually do, it'll get bigger. Uh, So... If there's something in the back of your head thinking you really don't love a job, um, again, think fulfillment over security. And if you're really fulfilled in your job, you will give 110 to that. And if you give 110, the chances of you making that back is so much greater. And I genuinely do think, I don't think people realize how much money we can't you can make in the fitness industry as well, provided that you apply yourself um, and you, you have the right mentors and uh, the right knowledge. Uh, so I think that's really important as well. A conversation I had, right, I'll, t- I'll touch on this very briefly. So a conversation I had in the gym, I was, I was doing a live a couple of days ago and I, I told this story. So we were, I was in the gym about three or four months ago. There was a fella in there, I'd never seen him before, an older fella and uh, he didn't look terribly happy. I said, always happen to me. I would always just introduce myself to people in the gym. I said, always happen to me, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you're struggling on. I said, well, why are you struggling? I was like, what's the crap with you? And uh, I go, how are you? And he said, oh, fuck, long day in, in work. Fucking hate it. And I said, how long have you been doing it? So he was an accountant. He came out of university. He was 47. Came out of university. Had been doing that for 23, 4, 5 years. Hey, 25 years. Hated his job. And I said, right, okay, you're going to be working let's say, give or take, at least for another 20-odd years, say 20 years. What is the prospect of another 20 years in a job that you detest look like to you? And I asked him what his mood was on a scale of 1 to 10, and he says, ah, oh, but a 5. And I said, right, okay, in 20 years' time, if you do nothing about it and you're 20 years older, what does that look like? He says, oh, fuck, I'd be surprised if I'm still here. I said, right, okay, something needs to change here, mate. So uh, I asked him, what, what do you love? Uh, what do you love to do? And he says, oh, well, I've always, I want to go home. Like, I love watching, like, I'm so interested in, in media. And uh, I think, like, I always think I would have been classed in that. And I said, look, listen, 
Uh, I told him about the sunk cost fallacy, okay? So the sunk cost fallacy is one thing that I and many other people do fall victim to. Uh, so it's making future decisions based on previous investments. So he'd invested 20 years of his life, but he's making a future investment as a result of that because he doesn't want to let go of that. So it's very important to ask yourself um, that question. Are you just holding on? Say for it with a relationship. Oh, but I've been with her for six years. Yeah. You're miserable, mate. So... A couple of months on, which is a, a fucking incredible. So a couple of months on, I hadn't seen him. I said, well, bro, how are we? What's the crack with you? You'll never believe it. I left my job. He's now working for the BBC and he's never been happier. He said, and now he said, he's like, listen, I'm not making as much money, but that'll come. And he says, I'm not making as much money, but I haven't been happier. And I said, like, I tell everyone that story because it just... Honestly, it, it shakes me to his core. Like how at 47, he completely turned it around. He's now waking up in the morning. He's happy to go to work. And I think it's very important. Like you're going to be working a third of your life. So do shit you enjoy. And there's a lot of people out there saying, oh no, like you don't have to, like you can find happiness elsewhere. You can. But for me, I think it's very important to spend a lot of your days doing things that you feel fulfilled in. So right. that answers my first part of the question. He, he was living his life based on the decisions he made when he was 20. Which is, which is, I mean, you know how much you changed in the in the past five years. Oh, so, yesterday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, and yeah, hundred percent. Uh, so that's, that's very important. Uh, don't fall victim to some cost fallacy. Ask yourself if nothing if nothing changed the next five years, where would you be? Um, so. Yeah, and it's so easy to it's so easy to say as well. Like, oh, just take the leap, leave your job. Uh, again, you can start. You can start that. Uh, you can join. You can. Um, start a, a business in the fitness industry in the evenings what happens between the hours of five and twelve do you know what i mean uh, a lot of people say i don't have time okay you do your nine to five what happens in the hours of five and twelve um there's a lot of work that could be done then you could even start building your business then and once you're making maybe 60 70 percent of that or even if it's a wee bit less and you have a couple of months where you can just go all in uh then definitely something to consider you know but uh as i always say i said in our interview before if nothing changes nothing in your life will change i live my life by that if you wake up and you're not feeling yourself what are you doing to change that and uh, having that responsibility is a beautiful can be scary but it's a beautiful thing when it comes to the second part of your question lenny uh someone that wants to go down the same path uh, as me what i would say and i was thinking about this on the toilet actually about 20 minutes before your call and it's a good place to think yeah, no, it is. So there's four C's, right? Four C's that I would think about, okay? And stick with me here. So firstly, we have content, okay? So content, that's going to be your marketing pillar. And it, as he said, if, if you're not putting out content, you're going to make life more difficult for you. The more eyes you have on the page, the more interest you're going to have, the more value you're going to give. People will trust in you. The market will trust in you and be more likely to buy from you, okay? So uh, I would... I would think about content firstly, because that's going to get your name out there, okay? Uh, and one thing when it comes to content, it was either you or Andrew that said to me, and that's why the whole bin uh, C-dip uh, content came from. You said, when they zig, you zag. And I said, right, I, I, looked, I looked at everyone's Instagram pages and was like, right, what is everyone doing? Training, nutrition, but there's a massive piece of the puzzle, which I have for my story, was a mindset aspect of it. And I was like, people aren't speaking about this. And I also said, right, what can I do? Which people are going to comment and be like, what the fuck is he doing? I was like, right, I'm going to get in the bin. 
I was like, I'm gonna get in the bin, fill it with ice, and chat shit in the bin. So that's where that that's where that idea came from to start posting those videos. It was I, I was trying to zag, I was trying to do shit that other people weren't doing, and uh, I was trying to create that wee space for me. I know loads of other people do it, but like not many people uh, over here were. So I was like, right, okay, I'll dive into that. So when it comes to content, what can you do differently? Okay. Um, something that you are passionate about as well. Uh, and then when it comes to, so that was the content side of things, okay? Consistency is also very important. So if you're not showing up every other day, showing people your face, it's not gonna happen. If you, No one's gonna buy from a ghost. So don't expect to be posting. I posted for, I posted from February until September and had only grown 2000 followers. And from September, to now it's went up by 70,000. It only takes one video. It only takes one video, but you need to be consistent with that. What would you say to your client when it comes to their training and nutrition? Okay. Um, so plan and prepare so that you can uh, you can be consistent. And then what I, I would say as well, so, if, so we have content, we then have consistency. So that's your market and that's a huge part of it for me. Then when it comes to the delivery aspect of things, your promise, you need to deliver, you need to crank out results, okay? People are paying for a service. They're not paying to be your friend. So are you actually getting them the result, okay? And if you're not getting a result, hire a coach that is crushing it in your field and learn how they're doing it. And that's what I'd done. I hired Baron, Ben Heron, absolutely fucking crushing in his field. And I was like, right, how does he get incredible results? Right? What does he... So that's that would be my first protocol. Then I got a business mentor with Tony. Again, crushing it with results, crushing it in business. How can I learn from him? You're collapsing time. I probably... I, I genuinely think if I hadn't put so much money into Ben Heron and Tony and Cheevers, I wouldn't have this knowledge that I have. I probably wouldn't have that for another five years. I genuinely believe that. Yeah, if, yeah. 100%. And remember, like you, you drilled that home so much, and like you can take advice all day, but are you going to fucking implement it? So I've, I like to think that I've implement, implemented a lot of your advice. So, content, uh, content consistency, cranking out results, learn from people that are crushing it in your field. And then, lastly, is community. Okay. So, you want to make people feel that they're a part of something. Okay. Because it's not the information that you provide to them, it's the connection that they feel, which will remember, which they will remember you for. Uh, when it comes to, say, for example, at Elite or at ECA, sorry. Um, I remember those days going to Just Jar. I remember the conversations we had. I remember, like, mm -hmm. you didn't need to do that. You didn't need to go with us to have lunch you didn't need to have those conversations on the break and uh you didn't need to go the extra mile but you did and that's what stuck out to me and that's why i've referred so many people off the back of that if it was just to get a cert uh, i probably wouldn't have referred but it's the connection i learned so much from you but that's not why i refer people not even once uh when it comes to even for example with um with ben heron why I refer him so much is because he went the extra mile that day when I was really, really struggling. Yeah. Ben Heron got me incredible results, but that's not what I was, that's not what I remembered him for. So how can you build a community uh, where people feel a part of something and uh, that connection will really serve you and your business long-term? Um, so those would be the four C's, which uh, in the past year, which have really served me very well is content firstly uh that's you need to get your name out there consistency if you're not showing up and doing it every single day uh you're you're gonna struggle okay you need to put the reps in and again if you're doing something for five six months it will come 
it will come if you're if you're refining every single day that'll come okay uh, and then thirdly cranking out results are you delivering on that promise that you're given and then fourthly are you building a community giving people connection uh, and a feeling that they'll not forget so those would be the four pillars uh, I'm sure there's so much more to that but the four pillars which when I was sitting on the ball this morning I was like yeah they were really important for me and growing my business unreal brother unreal um, you know I could sit here and chat to you all day I'm sure forever I'm sure the viewers as well could sit and tune into this here all day. But if there was a question that I should have asked you but didn't, what would it have been? I fucking love that question. <laughs> a question that you should have asked me that you didn't. That's a very good question. I've never been stumped. Uh, what I would say if it was... <sighs> Why did you not start earlier? That would that would be the question. And uh, that, well, but why, at the same, why, why did you not start earlier? Fear and judge fear from judgment of other people. And in my content, all I talk about is doing things that you don't want to do, and doing things that you want to do, uh, or doing things that serve you long term. And uh, I feared judgment of other people. And I want you to listen to this if you're maybe, I, I don't know if everyone in the ECA group is, they've started their course or maybe thinking about it, but you get one crack at this. And if you're going to hold back and get to 40, 50, 60 years of age and have regrets because of the people that you don't know or care about, you're setting yourself up for a really unfulfilled and unhappy life. It's not your fault, but it's your responsibility to change it. Okay, and if I decided myself like, oh yeah, I definitely could could have started years ago, hundred percent. And if we could, if we could wind back time, maybe. But at the same time, uh, those hardships, those struggles that I've gone through, um, they've made me the man I am today. And I think it's very important to shout that from the rooftops. So uh, it's a difficult, maybe not a great answer, but you, you've genuinely fucking stumped me there. But um, that I suppose maybe one question. And if you do have a follow up question, shout me uh, on that. If you've any other anything else you want to, well, where, um, where can uh, people connect with you, mate? Great question. So, uh, well, uh, probably it's probably not a good idea on Instagram because I'm sure you get bombarded with the biggest pile of shit daily, do you? So I got a guy. Um, so I got a guy the other day. He says, "Hey, mate, bit of a random one. Uh, you got a minute?" And I was like, "Yeah, bro. What's what's good? Uh, everything's sweet." And he said, "Yeah, mate. I'm just wondering if uh, you'd be able to let me draw you naked." And I was like, man, this is a fucking one. As like, this is too much. question. <laughs> like, j just genuinely, like, yo, bro, you got a minute here. I was like, expect oh, wee bit nutrition advice. And I was like, mate, this is, it's like half nine a Monday. Fucking go back to bed or something. I was like, mate. But yeah. He's been so, up all night there. <laughs> scrolling uh, your Instagram. Yeah, I know. I was like, you too much material there to work through. Like, <laughs> oh, God. but uh, yeah. So again, uh, Daniel Dargan on Instagram, um, TikTok, I'm actually made a new TikTok, so I think it's Daniel Dargan one. And uh, yeah, listen, more than happy to ask any, to answer any questions anyone does have. And uh, I've spoken to a lot of ECA students uh, over the past year and I love uh, helping them and giving them advice and the things that I've learned from you and things I've learned from other people. And there's so many people in the industry that I look up to and I, I probe for advice. And what I would say as well is, see if you're, if, if you're enrolled in ECA, and you're asking questions, you're asking your mates questions, go straight to the source. Andrew, Lenny, Steve-O, PJ, they're very knowledgeable individuals. And I'm not saying this to Brown Noose because I've done enough sub bets, but <laughs> genuinely, 
problem. Use and abuse them, okay? Because that's what I done, and the lessons that I have learned. Abuse us, abuse us, and yeah, and you want to get get the stage where they don't want to fucking they want to they're buzzing to see the back of you because the lessons that I learned from Lenny, from Andrew, I carry them with me today, um, and those are some of the biggest ones. Uh, if they zig, you zag. Never people never buy from a ghost, and uh, yeah, that those, those are two massive ones. And uh, give a shit, that's very important. Danielle, thank you for your time today, brother. As always, no, Here's thank you, mate. Imagine. I could probably talk talk for Britain, but no, I appreciate you appreciate the opportunity uh, coming on. I always, always love touching base, um, and hopefully, someone took some uh, nugget from that, or even if that was a spark. To them posting a video today or even getting to the gym whatever that may be do it for future you not you of today and uh yeah i don't think people realize the impact they can have on others um so yeah thank you lanny appreciate it brother yeah thank you mate let's hook up outside this yeah let's do it let's do it baby see you soon brother take care right. see you later brother big love Bye. overnight 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 <laughs>